Yo, I for real heard you got married to a golden retriever human hybrid. Is that true? Like my grandma used to say, anything goes in the pod. This is Nothing Gained. Nothing Ventured. With Allison. And Virgil. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'd like to start off by just saying, don't panic. Everything's going to be okay because you're here with Allison and Virgil on Nothing Gained, Nothing Ventured. Um, and thank you for joining us. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. Well, and I, you know, right? I mean, we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Everything's going to be absurd, right? So Virgil and I were talking earlier about not panicking. And, uh, and in a conversation as we were working out technical glitches today, um, Virgil said, you know, everything's going to be okay. Now, of that, I'm not so certain. Mm. But... Even if everything's not going to be okay, I still would advise you not to panic. Because when you panic, shit like what Virgil experienced up at Bash's starts to happen. So, okay, we live in a very small, nice little mountain town in Arizona. Right now it's nice and snow-capped for some reason because apparently it still snows in March. Also, it will snow in April and May. Shit, it'll probably snow in June up here. Um, you know, when I when I first moved to Arizona, I used to find it so irritating when people who don't live here would be like, oh, you got some snow in Arizona. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, I live on top of fucking mountains. Yeah, so that's there why I got are also some snow. mountains in desert states. Uh, it's called a high desert. Yeah. You should look it up. You should look it up before you fucking... <laughs> Don't talk, talk to, to me about it. About fucking snow on mountains in deserts and act like you're all fucking bewildered. Didn't okay? you take geography? Jesus. Shit. Yeah. Well, technically, if I did take geography, I definitely didn't pay attention. Um, and so I'm at this very small uh, store, a grocery store, that's very close to both Allison and I's house. Uh, we'll put the addresses up later so you can come and rob us for all of our goods. Um, and so I'm at this store, and the first thing I notice when I walk in is that there are two giant displays for water, and there's no water underneath any of the displays. Can I just interject real quick? Flagstaff water is some of the best water I've ever had. I, I like, mean, from the tap. I Why mean, are you seriously? buying water? I have no idea. Actually, I do think our water is exceptionally delicious. It is pretty good. I'm going to have mean, some right now. And go ahead, have, have some of that water. This podcast, as it was last time, is also brought to you by drinking water. Um, drink it. It's good for your body parts. If you don't like the water where you're at, you can move to Flagstaff. We don't have any affordable housing. No, um, no but what we do have to complement the lack of affordable housing is plenty of breweries, and wineries. delicious and, water. Yeah, and delicious water. So you can stay drunk uh, to forget about the lack of affordable housing. And then later, uh, when you're hungover, you can rehydrate with some Deliciously of the rehydrate, yeah. yeah. Some, some of the of best, the best water, water the United States has to uh -huh. offer. Our sponsor. And it's running uh, out. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, corporate water's running out. I. Uh, I mean, I'm sure the Colorado River is probably drying up as well, thanks to global warming. But so anyway, I'm making my way through, making my way downtown, walking fast, my faces past. Uh, wow. And, yeah, little, yeah. Goddamn, mm -hmm. that's embarrassing. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, and 
there are just tons of people scurrying around this usually vacant grocery store and there's lines out the door and people are buying all sorts of water toilet paper i mean it looks like we're going through great depression number two around here and people are getting heated over this stuff i mean i watched a video yesterday of like an 80 year old woman about to put hands on this like 20 year old i because, saw that story because the 20 year old had like two carts full of toilet paper look listen okay you don't need all that toilet paper. Uh, diarrhea is not even a symptom of coronavirus. Nope. So you're going to be all right. You're going to be, you're going to probably and poop a normal amount. And if you were not pooping a normal amount and you needed that much toilet paper before coronavirus, you probably got something else. You should probably get checked on. out. Yeah. And I, as I told my students, I mean, if you really think about it, I know it's not a pleasant thought, but toilet paper is not a life necessity. <laughs> you nope. won't die without toilet paper. Nope. I mean, we also in Flagstaff have plenty of grass and leaves. Yep. So, I mean... You got... There's plenty of stuff. You know what? Invest in a bidet. Uh, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people that use them and like them. I feels like it would be a little weird for me, but... I, I, I can't know. quite get on board with it yet, yeah. um, even in spite of our nice water. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by The Bidet. Uh, do you not like toilet paper well then there's an alternative or have they run out of toilet paper have they, have they run yo i bet bidet sales have really gone up i'm kind of i don't want to get us too far afield i'm a little hung up on that song you were singing um uh, because it makes me a, think do, do, do you yeah do yeah. do you is that a song that you enjoy because it's a grocery store song oh Just it definitely is FYI. i mean that piano ballad at the beginning you know the do 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 yeah, I just I had to follow up on that. I, Maybe uh, you might have heard that in Bashes, actually. Yeah, probably, that was probably what was playing uh, on their grocery store radio. Well, people were in a pandemic frenzy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very I calm. miss you. Yeah, and I need you. Yeah, boy. So, <sighs> coronavirus, yes, it's something to be taken seriously. And you know what? I think the moment where... I was really like, wow, um, this is serious, was that they canceled all sporting events. Like, uh, yeah. the majority of sporting events. I know. And if you know anything about the history of sports in this country, sports has maintained its status, like, through some of the hardest times. If you know this... anything about America, the yeah. last thing we're willing to part with are, are you know, basketball teams and... Baseball teams, football teams. Soccer. I'm, yeah. I mean, we use sports as a way to distract ourselves from terrible things like what's going on now. And so for them to cancel these sporting events and sort of restrict people from going out in the way that they have, I mean, it's... I was pretty unmoved by the NBA thing because I don't watch sports. I will watch some baseball in the summer if Cubs are playing. Sure. But what did it for me was Tom Hanks, Tom you know? And Hanks. I just, he's a national treasure, and I i think he'll be fine, but I, you know, that rattled me a little bit. You know, and I just got to say, if Tom Hanks or his wife, Rita Wilson, get hurt in any fashion thanks to coronavirus, I'm, I'm, 
I'm giving coronavirus these hands. I'm, I'm, I'm tackling it in the middle of the streets. I'll find it. I'll, they said that they isolated it in Canada. They've got it isolated. Well, I'm headed up to Canada to see what's really good with coronavirus. Do not touch Mr. Rogers, okay, and AKA the, Tom Hanks. I think that the thing about Tom Hanks is kind of multi-layered at this point in time because even, yes, he's, he's a famous guy, he's been in a lot of, you know, some good, some not so good movies, but he's one of the few remaining male celebrities who doesn't seem to be a perv. Or a rapist, yeah, yeah. or you know, yeah. an abuser of any kind, yeah. and he's been, as far as I know, faithfully married to his wife for many, many years. Yeah, their son seems like kind of a douchebag, but I mean, boy, Chet, <laughs> Chet. Let me, if you name your kid Chet, yeah, you're asking for it. You are not setting that kid up for success. No one who respects uh, their child and expects them to achieve great things would name their child Chet. That, that like was a, a mistake. They might have been having a low point in their <laughs> yeah, they're like, marriage and life. They're like, I don't yeah, know, he, fuck is, it. he is the youngest child, so they were probably like, whatever, uh, we chat. didn't want this one, chat, whatever. <laughs> chat, chat. It was, just the, it was the, just the noise his wife made when she saw him at birth. She was chat. like, ooh, chat. <laughs> that and Tucker. The, you, uh, yeah, that's a bad one. <laughs> any name with the word uck in the middle of it, you're, I mean, just cancel that. Yeah, let's cancel the uck names. <laughs> yeah. But never cancel Barnett. Never cancel. Not my baby boy, okay? Not my little golden retriever, Barnett. So should we hop into a Love is Blind recap? Yeah, let's start off with a Love is Blind recap. I am, What I wanted to lead off with was just what was going on at the beginning of that episode with Giannina's proposal to Damien and Damien's proposal to Giannina. They like both, so Damien, it starts off, Damien proposes to Giannina, gets down on one knee, does the whole thing. He gave her a box. Gave her, he's got- An empty box. He's got an empty box with a ton of weird shit in it. And so he gets down on one knee and he proposes to her and then she doesn't respond and then she's like, get up because I want to propose to you and this is how it's going to happen. So she, the, the, she, But she preceded that by saying something to the effect of she had a dark secret. Remember they left that cliffhanger at yeah, the end yeah, of the, in the last right. episode where she's saying, I've got something to tell you. Right. What she wanted to tell him was she didn't believe in labels. <laughs> Remember? And so she doesn't believe in roles. And so she told him to stand up and she oh, got down on one knee. Oh, my God. That's like, that is the most millennial thing to do on the face of the earth. Look, I don't believe in labels, so let's do this a different way now. That's basically the same way. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't believe in labels, but I'm gonna be your wife, uh, you're gonna be my husband, we're gonna do the getting. She still followed the social convention, it just flipped it uh, in terms of gender. But she still got down on one knee. That, to me, that's no more radical than like a Sadie Hawkins dance. Like, <laughs> yeah. ooh, a girl asked a boy to a dance. Scandalamity. I, I know, well, apparently this show Especially in reference to Carlton, I guess, is like still stuck in the 1950s because uh, <laughs> apparently bisexuality is such a major thing. Oh, and we'll get there. Um, can we talk about Barnett? Let's talk about my favorite buddy, my golden retriever. 
What's going on with Barnett? Allison? He was kind of a frisky little guy this this episode. He had a lot going on. Yeah, somebody needs to get him spayed or neutered. Yeah. Did, did none of yeah. you listen to Bob Barker at the end of yeah, right? Price is Right? Come on. Um, <laughs> yeah, Barnett clearly didn't listen. But Barnett found his lady, found his match, right? But one of the things that I loved about that was that he told the viewer, I'm going to make her so stressed out. <laughs> And she's going to make me so happy. What the fuck? I'm going to make her fucking miserable, but she's going to make me so happy. What are you talking about? It actually doesn't work that way. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think so at all. At least, I guess, at least he's being honest, which is very much a trait of golden retrievers. And drunk people. And drunk people. And and he is both of those things. He's a drunk drunk golden retriever. Yeah, you... You never, my grandma used to always say, you never give a golden retriever booze. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No matter how much they beg and whine and cry for it. Nope. Nope. A whining golden retriever is no good after six. Oh. Speaking of animals. We got, yeah, we got Larry, cats. just, can you just push him yeah, off? Larry, get out of here. Get out of here, Larry. Get out Goot. of here. Scram. Scram. Um, uh, nice little hairless cat for you. Oh, now he's clawing my bag. Oh, good. To show dominance. Uh, I get it. Um, so I also want to talk about Jessica and what was her guy's name? Uh, uh, Mark. 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 Oh my God. So one of my favorite things she said in that whole debacle is that she didn't know what a 24 year old looked like. (laughs) Okay. So two years ago when I started teaching sixth graders for the first time, I remember that summer thinking, I'm not sure that I know what a sixth grader looks like, uh-huh. which would make sense because at the time I was a 41 year old, no, I'm 43 now, but I was 41 at the time. And you know, as a 41 year old without children, I don't spend any time with sixth graders. So I don't know what they look like. That made sense. A 34 year old woman, not knowing what a 24 year old looks like. They, they, it's, they're obsessed with her age. She's obsessed with her age. The show's obsessed with her age. I mean, she, I don't know if you noticed, but she came out in this dress. It was like a crocheted, it looks like, it looked like the, it looked like, it looked Did like you have the a little pillbox hat on? It, yeah, it looked like the doilies. It looked like it was made out of the doilies that my grandmother used to put on. Uh, the kitchen table and stuff. And she had a cane. Yeah, it, yeah. It was like it was like she came out in this nineteen twi- like eighteen hundreds style doily dress. I, I honestly, I was expecting her to come out with like walking with a cane and walk up to Barnett and say, "I've got something to tell you. I've got polio. I wasn't able to get the vaccine as a girl." And contracted it at a local swim so, hole. So, so she did have to spend her Cancun vacation in an iron lung, <laughs> as it turned out. Um, Yo, she's like, I've got tuberculosis. You know, that that resort they sent them to was nice. Oh, my God. Well, no wonder, like, they're having so much fun. I remember Giannina said, uh, she's like, this is like a fairy tale. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. 
it's like a fairy tale because I've never seen any place that looks like that. What is that? No, I wonder if they built it like Nick Lachey built it just <laughs> for the show hands. with his bare hands. Nick Lachey just he's very, like, he's very he's very crafty. He strikes me as a type who likes does. to do things with his bare hands. Uh, he, he seems like a real like build sprawling like, resorts. Nick Lachey is like the new Tim Allen. I'm gonna say he likes to build stuff with his hands. Or who is the guy? You're probably too young to remember this this old house. Oh, this old house. I am too old, uh, too young, and you're too old. Um, I, but I know what you're referring to. I can't think of that guy's name. I want to say it was Bob something. Because Tim Allen did never build anything. Yeah, but he had that show that was like Home Improvement. Yeah, I know, but he was acting. You ever heard of acting, Virgil? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm not familiar with the term. What is that? You said it's octing? Octing. Octing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it... I was just like, why are they playing up her age so much? For her to say, for her to say that she doesn't know what a 24-year-old looks like. And then when they met each other, she's like, you look like a grown-ass man. I'm like, <laughs> what is because he, he is. is a grown-ass man. He's 24 years old. What are you talking about? Yeah, that was fucking weird. And, and then Mark was like, oh, you know, uh, surprisingly, she doesn't even look 24 or 34. I was like, what are you guys saying? I Yeah, I'm kind of over those two. And I also noticed that when she speaks to him or to other men, she talks differently than she does when she's in those one-on-one interviews with the producers. That baby oh my, voice. the baby voice. Yeah. Oh, my I God, thought, you guys. I thought I was the only one. There, there was a point where um, she, was, she was talking to Mark out on the veranda, and she... I swear to God, she sounded like she was two years old. Yeah. She, M-A-K-A-K-A. Scary two-year-old. Really scary two-year-old. Yeah, for real. Like, I was waiting for her to do baby talk. And then, like, when she gets alone on camera, she's like, yeah, so, like, Mark, oh, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, he just didn't seem like he was really down for and, and she's oh, also articulate yeah, when she's, she's uh, when she's in the one-on-one with the producers. She's really trying to like. I think she's really trying to dumb herself down. So she looks younger. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I'll talk super stupid because like maybe she's got so much vocal fry. Oh my god! I'm like, oh, girlfriend, cut it. She's out. what Sarah and I would call sick on the patriarchy. Oh she's, yeah. Yeah, she's got the patriarchy flu. I love it. Terminal. And, and the whole time, guys, I want to point out to you all sitting at home that I called it from the very beginning with her and Mark. I knew she was going to be upset with Mark's physical size. And it really came to a head in this episode because they interviewed her and she was like, yeah, he's definitely not like my normal type. And then when she tried to describe what her normal type of guy is, she literally just said, I'm just, I date bigger dudes, like just bigger. And he's not even that small. I know he's, he's taller than she is. He's just not like he's just not he's not like, a basketball player. Yeah, he's not like six one, six two. He's probably like five eight, five nine, maybe five ten. But can we're, we get to the real meat of this episode, which has oh, got to be Carlton? He's, he's mean, anguished about this. I know, like he's he's, he's in pain. It's like he, I mean, he cried. He it, he threw so, his hat. Yeah, he he, and that was a really nice hat. And <laughs> I would like the. Uh, 
the hotel staff to find that and mail that to us here. We'll get a P.O. box up. Yeah. Uh, and if you could mail us that hat, that would be great. I don't know. It's, it just, to me, is his actions like don't add up. I'm like, what is going on with you? There's something right else now? there. There's something else There's there. There's got to be something else. So what do you think? I was wondering this as I was watching the show. Do you think that he should have told her before they left the pod that this was his dark, dark... Well, okay. Because it's not even that big of a secret. It's just obviously upsetting him yeah. a lot. I don't even... I don't know. Because I don't know if I would have told her in the pod or not. Although, you know, as our grandmother always used to say, trouble in the pod, trouble down the road. Yeah, so honesty so, is part of that honesty, equation. Honesty is part of the pod. And so... And my grandma also used to say that if you're going to tell someone you're bisexual... It's best to do it in the pod yeah, yeah, yeah. than when you're in Cancun. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was one of our grandmother's hallmark sayings. And I, I believed her, even though I didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. Yeah, I was like, if I ever find myself in a pod, I'm divulging my sexuality immediately. Immediately. Like, first thing. Um, and so I don't know because I don't think of it as, like, a big deal Mm-mm. at all. No. But apparently, in the 1950s universe that fucking... Being 34 yeah, and yeah, being yeah, bisexual. Yeah, seriously, like, 34 in, in 1920 was actually... And being was, a biracial couple. Yeah, ooh. Like, they're playing on to all of those things, like, they're big fucking deals. Yeah. So who is our target audience? Yeah. The greatest generation? I don't... I have no idea. Like, men who served in World War II? <laughs> <laughs> that's all. And they're that trying to like the change their worldview. Yeah, that's all like, that watches this show. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, I've got shell shock, but this interracial couple is kind of cute. Well, I mean, I don't know. Based on and, they're pandering to somebody, and it ain't me. And boy, that Jessica, she's a vibrant one for thirty four. For thirty four, spinster. My God, she's not married yet. What a spinster. So, um, so <laughs> it was yeah. a very old World War Two vet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, that was more like a World War One vet, uh, but sure. whatever. Yeah, it's all right. Um, and so Carlton and Diamond, because Carlton's dealing with this inner conflict, it's not going well for him. In terms and he's of, really tore up about it. Like he, you would think, I mean, really, that he had like served time for murder or something. I, I mean, for real, like. Bothered. The episode pretty much ended with Carlton flipping out, crying, and, you know, I think understandably, Diamond is a little weirded out, and I think she's more weirded out by his reaction than by his... Because if he was just like, yeah, you know, I used to date... But he made it into this thing, like he was going to, yeah, reveal that he had either some horrible diagnosis or he killed people or... He has a checkered criminal. I I don't know. I don't either. Carlton, man, you got to get your shit together. You got to go to therapy. He needs therapy. Yeah. You know what? I think we all need therapy. (laughs) I mean, I think we should be given a general practicing therapist at birth like we have a general practitioner. I agree. But yeah, I, I don't understand it. I think, yeah, I think what Diamond is a little more taken aback by is how he's handling it. Um, And... And understandably, because he's acting, yeah, like you said, like he's got some terrible prognosis. 
And so she's kind of like, why is he acting like this about this, you know? Right. But that one, there was no trouble in the pod, it didn't seem. Nope. It seemed like they were pretty good in the pod. I mean, you know, our grandma can't get it right all the time. No, I can't hold her responsible for getting it right (laughs) all the time. She also always used to say, trouble in a hotel that you've never seen in your entire life and looks like a fantasy she did down the road. So also, she, yeah. So she there she were caveats of, on. She thought of all bases. Yeah, she did. She mm-hmm. had she had it all covered. This quarantine's gonna suck, no matter what. Like uh, the idea, I like to stay home. I'm a homebody. But yeah. the idea of being isolated in my tiny house for two weeks, uh, I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be like being in the pod, like back in the, the pod. You know what? And see. That's what I'm saying, folks, is that what we really need to do here is we need pod infrastructure everywhere. Uh, sterile Maybe pods. Maybe the show is actually very prescient. Yeah. I, I don't know what that word means because uh, you're a big time word lady. Yeah. I am a uh, big time yeah, word lady. But yeah, I think lady. it is prescient. Prosciutto. Were you drinking it that is, wine at Bash's? It is very. I was. I took a couple of sips on the walk. <laughs> then nobody would have stopped you at this, <laughs> no, at this point. They're like, whatever, fuck it, we get it. Uh, you need a sip it's of a, wine. It's a the... pandemic swig. <laughs> right. Yeah, but pour a little out for the pandemic. But maybe, maybe Love Is Blind, you know, is is was trying to teach us something about, hey, you know, social distancing. There, yeah, those people weren't going to catch anything from each other in those pods. No, I think you know. I think what it is, is that Love is Blind's message is, we're all gross, so we should at least have a two-inch, three-inch wall between us at all times. It's sort of like panic rooms, just pod yeah. rooms. Yeah, and we could make them mobile. I was just going to say, and you could move them over to your friend's houses, and mm-hmm. you could, you know, talk yeah. between the pods. Yeah. Why aren't we doing this? Somebody I, in Sedona is surely oh, doing this. Oh, absolutely. And like renting one They're out like, as an Airbnb. Namaste, we will be living in pods. That are full of crystals. Yeah. Um, one of the things Sedona is known for is uh, vortexes, which apparently heal you. This is kind of getting into conspiracy theory territory. It is. Um, I don't know how they work. It's like a, a latitude-longitude thing, and you're supposed to stand <laughs> at a certain place, and it can cure you of... All sorts of ailments. Whatever, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. You... I need to find one of those vortexes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all yeah, do. Yeah. Maybe the I, whole country should just we, descend on Sedona. Should, yeah, we should all just go through the vortex. <laughs> Take the people really sick with get coronavirus our, to the vortex. Yeah, get our chakras centered. Sadly, there are people in Sedona who would think that was a logical and good plan. Oh, she's calling people out. That's like half our viewers. I, well, <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's like, right now, that's like... That's like 65% There's of probably viewers. a listener standing in a vortex right now. Duh, like, I'm fuck sure. you, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, don't talk about the vortex like that, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> because they're very Buddhist, but they're also very aggressive. That leads me into the French government the other day released a statement that said, please remember that cocaine and bleach are not uh, cures for drinking bleach and doing mass amounts of cocaine are not cures not. for the coronavirus. Okay. 
And shit. When I tell you that I am disheartened by I'm that. Re- if, if they said cocaine was the cure for coronavirus, Oof, we'd be... It'd be back to 1995 for me, yeah, my friend. We'd, we'd be deep in the schneef right now. It'd yeah. be snowing outside, but it would be snowing inside. But last too. I heard, cocaine destroys your life, so yeah, refrain I until I hear I mean, further. I'm sure... You know what? You know where they probably got that cocaine is great idea? It was probably... During like the plague and stuff, I'm sure they did. People were like, well, you know, yeah, let's just do cocaine. You would forget about pandemic if you're doing yeah, cocaine. If I was dosed up on the perico, or you all wouldn't day. even notice you had coronavirus. Hell no, I'd be too jazzed up. I'd be like, who's sick? I'm not sick. You sick? I'm not sick. I would never be sick. You sick? I've never been sick in my whole entire life. So you sick, though? maybe that, maybe that could be the answer moving Actually, forward. You know what? Maybe that is the this uh, this podcast is sponsored by cocaine, uh, the right cure for the coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, so if you're the only cure, the only cure for coronavirus is cocaine. I'm probably gonna shut this down because we're spreading misinformation. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, they'd shut us down first instead of the president of the United States. I mean, um, that's that's just not. He's sniffing something. Oof, boy, you know he. He's got the Adderall sniffs. Um, he what? could give Americans some of that Adderall supply. I know, no, no way. He's like. He's like Roy Cohn hoarding the AIDS <laughs> drugs. Motherfucker. Look, folks, I would go to war for this stash. You don't know what I'm like. We're basically transitioning into a new. Like version of Waterworld with Kevin Costner, except it's Toilet World. I just, uh, it's been discussed to death. I just don't understand. I, I get stocking up on water, I guess, food, booze. Yeah. But toilet paper? Ah, uh, I don't know. Uh, so in the meantime, folks, while you're all out there and we're in here, stay safe. Don't kill anybody for toilet paper no it's not worth it not worth it uh worst case scenario we could do gofundmes for toilet paper no like but instead of money you're giving toilet paper to the gofundme i don't know how that works you're giving paper for other paper let's trade paper for paper let's yeah um let's band together in this time of crisis and um you know share our toilet paper yeah and uh not panic I see, I sound like FDR giving the fireside chat after this, you know what, this, uh, the, the Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor. This is basically That's me. This is basically the fireside chat. Uh, we are basically Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and we're here bringing you love, compassion, understanding, mm-hmm. and you know, and and just like FDR, because you're just listening to my voice, you can't see. That, you know, like FDR would be giving these speeches in a wheelchair with an yeah. Afghan, Afghan on his lap, which I still don't understand. Like, was he always cold from the polio? <laughs> I don't. Does polio make you cold? I, I don't Somebody know. Somebody should ask Jessica. But, but. Jessica, do you. Uh, if Jessica oh, she from, would know because yeah, she has she polio. Would. She's got polio. Uh, this has been another episode of Nothing Gained. Nothing Ventured. With Allison. And Virgil. Uh, and we'd just like to send you off with a reassuring note that uh, we may not all be okay. Uh, stop being mean to senior citizens. Yeah. They deserve to live too. Um, and those with compromised immune systems, yeah. people with disabilities, all these people that are going to suffer from this disease. And even if you don't die from it and you still get it, 
you deserve sympathy because it sure doesn't seem like it's a lot of fun. No, it definitely doesn't. So, yeah, don't panic. Be nice to each other. And don't worry about toilet paper for right now. Yeah, just let toilet paper go. You got yeah. enough. You're You've all got, right. Let the, let and it, if you really need some, my wife and I have some extra rolls. So, you know, if you really, honest to God are out of toilet paper and can't find it, you know, Yo, hit us up in the comments. We'll yeah, find you some toilet paper. hit us up paper. in the comments. Uh, my boy Rocky uh, over on the east side is is selling uh, toilet paper. Oh, okay. Uh, $3.50 a roll. So, okay. you know, we've got you covered. Uh, so don't panic. Uh, your butt's going to be fine. Yep. And stay safe out there, folks. And we'll talk to you next week. Uh, we'll 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 be a little more energetic next week, don't you think, Allison? I think so. I think you know we'll we'll not have spent two hours trying to figure out our technical issues, and I think we'll have a better handle on the pandemic next week. I think we will too. So it'll feel right. feel, feel feel better. You feel better, folks. Bye. Bye.